thank you for investing your time in Duncan's From the Field podcast series. We hope you are getting a ton of value from each episode. Today's episode is pulled from a recent webinar we did with Ted Jenkin of HyperChat Social. We hope you enjoy. Hello, this is Duncan McPherson with Pareto Systems. Welcome to our webinar, Making Your Brand More Personable with Social Media. Really appreciate you seeing the merit in joining us. We're very fortunate to have Ted Jenkins on this presentation to outline his philosophy and process around attracting and keeping great clients using social media. Ted, how are you doing? Doing great today. Thanks for having me on the broadcast. Yeah, absolute pleasure. And we've been looking forward to this for a long time. And I'll let you uh, walk through your credentials, but just so that everybody knows, uh, Ted is a pretty special guy. Uh, he is a serial entrepreneur and <clears throat> HyperChat Social uh, has really cracked the code in terms of how a fee-for-service professional can unlock their client acquisition goals using social media especially LinkedIn. And what's interesting is that none of what we'll talk about here today or what Ted and his team provides is rooted in a theoretical construct. This is real. It's not on trial. And to prove it out, uh, and to demonstrate, as you'll see shortly, Ted has immense credibility because, among other things, he also runs a thriving advisory enterprise. Uh, he understands media, understands how high net worth clients think and what they're looking for and what attracts them to a professional, financial professional. So, Ted, absolutely delighted that you're here with us. And uh, why don't I hand it to you so you can uh, let everybody know uh, what they've gotten themselves into here today and uh, what gives you that credibility. Okay, thanks, Duncan, for uh, having me on today. And thanks, everybody, for taking time out of your day to uh, join the webinar. I'm going to just talk for a few minutes about my background so you know how I got into doing this. And then I want to spend most of the time giving you three or four nuggets with the hope that you can take one of these social media ideas away today and be able to implement them in your advisory practice in order to be able to start generating more leads, <clears throat> more assets under management, and being able to drive top-line revenue. So just a little background on myself. Uh, as Duncan mentioned, my name is Ted Jenkin. Uh, I am a CFP, plus I got five other designations from the College for Financial Planning, so I have a total of six. I don't know where that puts me in the rank, and I'm not sure that clients even care that much about the designations anymore, but I always felt it was important to get ongoing education. I've been doing this business since 1991, but I really only started as a practitioner in 2008. Recently, which I'll share in a minute, I was recognized amongst the top financial and social media experts in the financial services industry and was really honored this year by Investment News, one of our major industry trade publications, as one of nine innovators in our industry. When you get to sit on a stage with people like Ken Fisher 
and uh, Ron Carson and super uh, big people have influenced our industry. It was really a nice honor. But more importantly, um, Investopedia, just this past uh, uh, couple of weeks, introduced the top 100 financial advisors in the country. For the third year in a row, they put me in the top 10 financial advisors in the country. And from the things that I'm going to show you today, I've been able to get myself major media credentials, as Duncan mentioned. I'm a regular contributor to CNBC, including their TV show. I also get to write regularly for the Wall Street Journal. I've written more than 100 articles for the Wall Street Journal now. And I am the weekend expert for CNN's headline news, which I get to go on every single weekend. The reason I'm sharing this with you is if you take one of the nuggets that I'm going to share with you today, what this really does by becoming a media expert is it helps you upscale the kind of ideal client that you want. Many of you may be saying to yourself, I want to get somebody that has a million dollars or more of assets. And then the next question you should be asking is, well, how are they going to decide on which financial advisor they hire? What I found, and I'm going to share with this in the, in the webinar today, is by using media, it was able to help me upscale from getting clients that had a half million or a million dollars all the way up to clients that had $3 million, $5 million, and now more than $10 million. My firm, Oxygen Financial, in just a decade grew from zero to $1.5 billion of assets now simply from the marketing techniques that I'm going to show you today. Okay, so let me just do one quick slide on this and just encourage you that a lot of things that you knew and still know about old world traditional marketing apply in today's digital and social media world. You know, in the old school, when I started in the business in 1991, and I call that old school, even though it was just almost 30 years ago, it meant something to basically be a connector in your hometown, that people knew you in your city or your town, they knew your name, you were known around town, or maybe known around your church or your synagogue or Rotary or Kiwanis, or you were heavily involved in the Chamber of Commerce, and that's still important today. People need to know who you are when you're doing business in a town or a community or a city. But now, because of the internet and because of social media, your sphere of influence by using the same techniques is so much greater than it is by just your town or your city. Now it could be across your state or across all of Canada and the United States and other countries internationally. And you can not only increase your short-term ROI, but your long-term ROI by building uh, your brand. These are just a few stats that advisors have said over time. This is a study that was recently done by Putnam. But more advisors are using social media, almost 8 out of 10, to convert prospects into clients. Many of them, 90% have agreed it's changed their practice. But more and more, you're seeing this digital world where advisors are picking up clients. Now, I want to share with you to start about LinkedIn. One thing you should know about LinkedIn is that LinkedIn is actually tracking you. They're tracking your footprint every single day by creating something called a social selling score. And they're tracking you on four pillars. Number one, creating your brand. Number two, being able to find the right people on LinkedIn. This is really how you build leads. Number three, engaging with insights, how much you like, share, comment on other articles. And then four, how do you build strong relationships with direct prospects and other people inside of LinkedIn? You see, I'm going to show you in a couple of minutes that LinkedIn actually hands out free leads. Yes, you can write that down free leads, but they're only going to give them to the people that they believe are really good at social selling. So you're a CFP, LinkedIn doesn't care. 
You've been doing this for 30 years. LinkedIn doesn't care. You have $500 million under management. LinkedIn does not care. What they do care about is that you're an active, intelligent, social seller on their system, and they're scoring that all day long. And if you figure out by using techniques we're going to talk about today to get yourself in the one, top 1% 1 of your industry and within your network, you're going to find that you're going to get more and more leads that will convert to higher net worth prospects. So we'll make sure that we give you a link to go to to check out your social selling score. If right now you're a 30 or a 40 or a 50, don't freak out. It doesn't mean that the world's over. There's just a reason that LinkedIn might not be working for you. If you're a 70, 80, or even getting close to where I am now, which is above 90, this, I think when I screenshot this one, I was at 89. It's very tough to get 100, by the way. Then you'll find that leads will aggressively come your way. So let's talk about first thing first and a technique you can take away from today, which is called just snippet for conversion of leads. You see, the first thing I want to tell you on here is that 100% you're going to fail at social media if you want to be Switzerland. Let me say that again. 100% you will fail on social media if you want to be Switzerland. You've been trained your whole career to never say anything that's edgy or controversial or even have an opinion on something. You are always taught to be in a position of neutrality because you never really want to get someone upset. The reality is to be successful on social media, you actually have to take an angle. You have to have an opinion. You have to be able to be a little bit more vocal about your feelings and attitudes towards different topics. The reality is that just sharing financial topics will also make you fail. It is called social media. It's not called financial media. If it was called financial media, we'd have all financial articles. But the reason it's called social media is because you have to create social topics that people want to talk about. And just because you post on things that don't talk about a 200-day moving average or why it's a good time to put more money in your 401k or this is the reason that you need a Roth IRA doesn't mean that people aren't going to follow you and want to do business with you. People want to do business with people for two reasons. One, because they like you. Two, because they trust you. And that is where we're trying to get at this when we put content. Now, I'm going to show you in a minute the reason most financial advisors fail when they post content is because they don't give the prospect an opportunity to become a lead. Yes, let me say that again. They do not give the prospect an opportunity to become a lead. So the first thing I'm gonna to talk to you about today is if you don't know what content to get, and I'm just showing you an example here by looking at the Wall Street Journal, and you wanna find articles on the Wall Street Journal that make sense, you can do something called newsjacking. You see, all of these websites today need to optimize their digital footprint in order to create more ad revenue. So Yahoo, MarketWatch, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, CNBC, all of them are trying to figure out what articles will keep people on their websites longer so they can create more ad revenue. So on the far right-hand side at the bottom, you can see that there's a trending pattern. And I know this because I write for the Wall Street Journal that talks about the most popular articles and the most recommended articles. And these will change during the day. So you can see the number one article says, new trend in steak, old beef. Now, you may not think that that's an article that matters at all, right? But it's an interesting article and people are clicking on it. And that's why it's the number one article. So normally, if I was going to post this article, normally what I would do is go up to the URL and I would copy it and then I would go into LinkedIn. And when I go into LinkedIn, what most advisors will do is that they'll start a post. 
Now, when they start this post, what ends up happening is they may put in the article, and you'll notice now that the article actually loads up from the Wall Street Journal. And then you might write something that says, you know, remember the commercial about where's the beef? Can you remember that? Wendy said that? Where's the beef? And, and basically, I put a couple of hashtags, beef, etc., and I can click on that article. Now, I want you to notice that one of the main elements of failure when you do this is that at the bottom, you can see here is the link to the Wall Street Journal. So if you're successful in putting this post on LinkedIn or on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever you put it, you're hopeful somebody clicks the article. Now, if I click this article, the problem is it's going to take me to the Wall Street Journal. And if it takes me to the Wall Street Journal, how am I going to go back to your website to become a lead? How am I going to go to some page that describes more about your services? The answer is I'm not. I'm going to be entranced into continuing to read articles within the Wall Street Journal. So the difference is you take this link and let's get out of this post. Okay, I'll discard it. And you're going to use a software called Sniply. S-N-I-P dot L-Y. Sniply. Now, what Sniply is, is it's a system that allows you to create a lead generation funnel on every single social media post that you put up. There would be no reason, and by the way, this is 100% compliant. We've done it with compliance departments all around the country. I take that same URL and I click Create Snip. Now, once I click Create Snip, it's going to take me to another web page on here, and it's actually going to show me a, a, a picture of the website if the software works with me here. Sometimes it doesn't, okay? And now you're seeing on the background the Wall Street Journal article. Does everyone see that? Same article, but I want you to notice at the bottom. What's happened at the bottom now is I have a lead funnel. You see, people get bored on the internet. So what ends up happening over time is they might read an article, they flesh through it, they read a couple of paragraphs, and then they wanna move on to something new. You're giving them that opportunity. So at this time of the year, if I wanted to say, get a free guide, I'm um, just writing this out, on how to save $100,000 in taxes. Does everyone see at the bottom now that's changed? And now I could say, get the guide now. Does everyone see that now it's at the bottom? I've created my own lead generation funnel. Now, when somebody's on this article, if they click this link, notice, notice that they are gone from the Wall Street Journal and now they're at my website, Oxygen Financial, ready to become a lead. Now I've taken a prospect. I've given them high-quality content. I've provided value to them. Now they've self-selected themselves down a funnel to potentially do business with me. Now, no matter what your asset management model is, or if you sell life insurance or annuities, or you're just purely an hourly fee-based advisor, you can create funnels in here that allow you to be able to take high quality content and push people down a conversion funnel to become a lead. This should dramatically change the way that you do your social post because A, not everything needs to be financial and B, you wanna give people a lead conversion funnel. Either takes them to your website or something called a landing page. Okay, so that's the first tip that's on there. Hey, Ted. Yes. Can I just chime in for a second? Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm not sure how everybody is responding to this because when I first talked to Ted, 
15 minutes or less into the conversation, it was stunningly clear that you had cracked the code, that you didn't just talk about talking about things. You have really figured this out. Now, if you're thinking that yourself, just from that one item, you might also be saying to yourself, okay, this is really cool, but this looks like work. And here's my point. You don't have to reinvent this wheel. If you have been longing to figure out how to let social serve your life and serve your business, HyperChat has a plug and play process. This is easy to do. The problem is it's easier not to. And a lot of people who have dabbled at social networking over the years have figured out that it's really social not working because they've been skimming the surface with this sort of spray and pray approach. And it became a rabbit hole. And it set them up for the most brutal emotion, which is called anticipointment. Because very little happened as a result of your early efforts. What Ted is talking about here, just early on in this presentation, it's not on trial. You can translate this into results and ultimately not just achieve professional contrast to elevate how you're perceived and described. And, and not just from a client acquisition perspective, going out and trying to find new prospective clients, but being found, turning this into a 24-7 business development driver. Now, Ted, as I hand it back to you, as the listeners of this presentation, I'm going to ask you to commit to a incremental approach where you have to envision yourself working one hour a day on your business to deploy this philosophy and process. And if you do, just by virtue of cause and effect, and the predictability of outcome, because this is a process, you will see results. And at the end of this conversation, we'll provide a call to action where if you want to pop the hood, we'll show you how to do this. But I just wanted to convey that, Ted, because I'm having that reaction again to the first time you and I talked where I said, finally, somebody with credibility has figured this out. So with that, Feel free to keep going. No, I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm glad you also mentioned that uh, one of the mistakes a lot of advisors make is they solely focus their, their marketing decisions on short-term ROI. And certainly when I run my business, of course I have some of my metrics around what kind of return did I get on what I spent. But there's also a long tail branding to making these post over time that is exactly what Duncan said that leads will start coming at, at you. Uh, this week, <clears throat> I had a high school friend of mine who just turned 50, and he lives in Phoenix. 
and he pinged me on Facebook and said, you know, I've been looking at your stuff the last couple of years, and I realized that I've got quite a bit of money put away right now, and I've never used an advisor, and I thought if I was going to use one, I might as well use Ted Jenkins. So when can we get a call? And again, therein lies the fact that I have no boundaries. If somebody has $2 million, will I talk to them in Arizona? Of course I will. So would you. It doesn't really matter anymore. And it's just part of this as we go through the process. So good uh, good comments on there around this, Duncan. So let's get into the- Well, and just to, just to tag on, Ted, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I just have to say this. Everybody has to think of this in terms of qualitative and quantitative. I mean, that little uh, window into the score that you talked about and those metrics, I mean, there are quantitative measurable results that can be achieved with this. But the qualitative, sort of the X factor, the part that's harder to manage or measure that everybody has to understand is the brand equity that is developed that helps you in terms of how you're perceived and described. And I'll talk about the relationship cycle in a moment, but I just want everybody to follow that dual track, meaningful and measurable results in a reasonable period of time will be achieved through this process. Well, um, a lot of advisors, uh, and especially, you know, in our group and probably in your practice, the number way, one way you're acquiring clients is referrals. But one of the things that we always challenge ourselves here at Oxygen is, you know, uh, how much do our clients really like us and how good of a job are we doing? And we measure that off the referrals that we get every year. And if you have 100 clients and last year you only got six referral clients, then one of the things you might be questioning is, is the process of really how you're getting referrals or how much your clients like you as big as you want it to be. The beauty is in today's world, what's really increasing is the value of an advisor being a social connector. Last year, we got over 40 clients a new job here in Atlanta. So imagine the fact that I'm not a recruiting firm. I don't make any money for finding somebody a job, but we found our clients jobs. Clients ask us questions today like, do you know who my roofer should be on my house or my landscaper? Things that you wouldn't normally think a financial advisor will get. But I trust me when I tell you that that idea of you being an absolute social connector is, is going to increase in terms of your role as a financial advisor. And it will help you bring in lots of assets under management. The trend that we saw the most, though, is that people are very reading willing and able to make a virtual introduction. And in the past year, you might have gotten a referral or two or more, where basically there was an email that introduced you to a prospect from your client, and it was nothing more than that. And they said, why don't you two take it from there? So one of the things we wanted to crack the code on is how do we do that in a proactive way so we don't have to be reactive? Well, all of you are running appointments every week. And let's say I'm having an appointment with my client, Bob Heskamp and Bob's coming in for a service review. Now, one of the things that I know is I know that if I scroll down in LinkedIn, that Bob and I basically have 53, I'm sorry, 63 mutual connections. It'll be right here in the middle of the screen. Now, obviously, you're not gonna spend a service review meeting going through all of these, that would be silly. But what we can do 
is take a look before the meeting or one of your staff people can and say, I wonder if there's three or four people on here. Let's just say in this case, it was these three or four people that I wanted to be able to talk to Bob about in the meeting and see if I could get him to give me a referral. Now, of course, your clients will tell you, I refer you all the time. But the question is, how do you take an actionable, an actionable step in a meeting to create that referral? Well, here's the way that you do it. I'm in the meeting, and let's just say in this case, I want to get a referral. What happens is, when you look at your profile, and you go to your profile, there's a small button here called More. I'm going to highlight it up here. Does everyone see that? It's called More. Now, when I click that More button, it's going to basically show me two things. Share Profile, Save to PDF. I'm going to click the button called Share Profile. Now, I want you to notice when I do that, what happens here, it opens up a new message box. And at the bottom, it's already attached my LinkedIn profile. Now, what's going to happen in this case is that if my client here is Bob Heskamp, okay, and um, I'm just going to put this on here, and I wanted him to get introduced to Rebecca, and I wanted him to make that introduction for me, and she was one of those people on the list. What I can do is I can simply type in a note in a meeting and ask Bob if it's okay to send this. So it might say, Rebecca, Ted has been my trusted, uh, oops, sorry, I can't spell it today, trusted financial advisor for more than 10 years. I don't know if he, uh, he will be a fit for you, but your life would be better off just taking a meeting with him. I'll let you two take it from here. Now you're writing this, okay? Now you, this may not be the language you wanna use, okay? But basically what we've done now is we've advanced the checker on the checkerboard by making Bob introduce Rebecca to me and now the process is moving. He's not handing out my business card. He's not saying I referred you to somebody. We're taking an actionable step in the meeting with the first degree connection of somebody he and I know that I just don't have that inter introduction with today. And you all know, you go back to that 80-20 rule, that that top 20% of your clients, they're gonna refer you all day long because they like you, they trust you, they value that relationship. By simply asking them to make that virtual introduction, which you will type on your screen with them watching you, you will instantaneously drive more referrals than you have today. It's a simple process. And then I wanna show you one more thing before I have Duncan make a comment about this, which is that the second piece of this is that once you, once you get all set up, there's a small button right here called Pro Finder. Okay, I want everybody today after this webinar to click this button. And once you're in Pro Finder, it just basically extrapolates your profile into a different part of LinkedIn and you can get free leads. I got 60 free leads over the last year from LinkedIn Profile, because, because ProFinder, because all day long, what LinkedIn is doing is people within the LinkedIn infrastructure, when they want a CFP or they want a financial advisor or an insurance agent, they simply fill out a form and LinkedIn gives that lead to five advisors. Now, by the way, guess which five advisors they give it to? The ones with the biggest social selling score. So two simple things today, Sign up for LinkedIn Profinder. Try the share button 
And in your next three, five, 10 meetings, just simply see if your client will make that virtual introduction to another person. It will help you pick up a client. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to chime back in. Uh, and everybody knows by now that when it comes to consistent client acquisition, you don't want to chase, you want to attract. You're not going out and trying to convince new people. You want to work with people who are already convinced and show them how to convince people on your behalf because they'll do a better job. Now, here's what's interesting. And Ted, you hit this. Most advisors we talk to when it comes to referrals, they are referable, but they haven't figured out how to convert referability into a consistent quality and quantity of actual introductions. And here's what the disconnect is. Most advisors are being endorsed, which means your clients your strategic partners and influencers, they are saying nice things about you in referable moments. They're out for lunch. They're in a meeting. They're playing golf. And you happen to come up in a conversation and somebody waves your flag. They say nice things about you and the endorsement goes to their friend's head to die. It, it, it's lost in no man's land between intent and consent, right? No action is taken. What Ted is showing you here is how to take your referability and convert it into introductions that are actionable and that lead to an outcome. People live on their computers. They live on their phones. The enlightened in business are using social networking like LinkedIn to interact because it's scalable. And this is the last two things I want to talk about. And I'll hand it back to you. Ted is uh, scratching the surface on the concept of six degrees of separation. Now, I want you to think about this. Think about just your existing clients. Let's say you have 200 clients right now. That is your inner circle. It's the most valuable asset when it comes to client acquisition. And here's why. There's a rule called the rule of 52. Every single client you have in your inner circle, each of them have their own inner circle of on average 52 friends, family members, business associates, acquaintances, their own clients. Some have more, some have less. That's not the point. Here's the point. What's 200 times 52? It's a big number. Now, just go back to 80-20. Take your top 50 clients. Based on the law of environment, they tend to hang out with, live near, work with, and refer people pretty much like themselves. What's 50 times 52? It's a big number. Those are your MVPs. Now extrapolate, go beyond your clients, think of strategic partners, and then think of six degrees of separation. The addressable audience is massive and you can use this technology to attract them, not chase them. And I'm sure you're starting to see this, how you can have this serve you. So, so Ted, keep going because you're, you're just approaching this gold. 
Okay, let's talk about tip three in here. Now, you may or may not agree with this over time, but I'm going to tell you why I'm doing it and where I see the future headed in part of the social media is that I think it's unavoidable over time that if you want to be really successful in generating lots of leads and getting lots of clients, that you cannot deny at some point that you're going to have to be some semblance of a media company. And whether or not you like it, uh, people by their Google stalking and checking out your images and where you've been announced in the media and just more about your firm, they're doing more and more research on their phone or on their PC. And as streaming involves, they're just going to be looking at it right on their big sort of monitor that's on their TV wall. And so the reality is you're going to have to get your name out there. And the reality is that public relations firms are very expensive. So I figured out how to not spend a nickel and got myself national media. And the easiest way to do this is to basically sign up for something called Harrow or helpareporter.com. So if I go to helpareporter.com, it's going to take you to a website that looks like this. It is free. It costs no money at all. And once you sign up every single day, journalists from all walks of life, podcasts, blogs, Fortune, Forbes, Entrepreneur, Inc., Wall Street Journal, USA Today, New York Times, etc., etc., are going to be asking you if you want to give a quote on a particular subject or article. Every single time that you get quoted, that shows up on the internet and it increases your organic rank with Google. Google more recognizes who you are. It captures the images from those articles. And when people search you, they assume, whether or not it's fact or fiction, that you are more successful by the virtue of more that they see. I started doing this somewhere around eight years ago. It might have been nine. And I've been quoted now in well over 250 different publications. You name it, there's a big one out there, I've been quoted in it. And I use that fight book with clients to the point that I actually created my own electronic press kit. Before I even meet with the client, I say, hey, you may or may not be interested in us, but by the way, here's everywhere that we've been. And it really helps you when you're trying to get to those upscale clients, and I know you are, that have a million dollars or more. There's also a website on here that's called talkwalker.com talkwalker.com and you can get an alert in your mailbox every single day every time that you're mentioned in the media. So a good example is I didn't even realize this but I had given a quote um, and I think it was today it was about CM, CNBC uh, 401k like what to do and I'm just typing this up in here just so you can see this today but this came out today and literally it was CNBC after the markets had massive drops that said what do you do with your 401k when it drops? Now, I take that and I and they quoted me two or three times in here. It says Jenkins says this and Jenkins says that. If you're 70 years old, you have no business having 70% in your stock market. They give me two or three quotes. Then what you do is you use a term called repurposing. It's just like people repurpose other things in life. You repurpose content. You take that content and you put it on Twitter. You put it on Facebook. You put it on LinkedIn. You put it on your weekly MailChimp or Constant Contact newsletter. You send it out on an email to clients because the more clients see that, the more money they give you, the more referrals you get, 
the more that you upscale because clients look at the media, they look at their phone, they're watching it on TV all the time. Now, nine years ago or 10 years ago, I would have said, no way. But today, with a billion five and growing and bringing in tons of assets organically without the purchase of a practice, I know it to be true. So you can start at this with square one with no money. It will probably take you 10 minutes a day to just respond to one article a day. You're probably going to have to send in four or five articles or quotes to just get one quote. So probably 20% of what you send in, you'll get quoted until the media gets to know you. Uh, once the media gets to know you, then I got called by CNBC. I got on the Financial Advisor Council. The Wall Street Journal said, hey, do you want to be in our experts panel and start writing articles? CNBC, they fly to New York and I cut videos for them. Headline News here in Atlanta, where I live, they have me down every week because I'm here and I can be an expert for them. Do you know what it would cost me? to do a three-minute commercial on CNN, a boatload. Today, I get it for free. So the whole point I want to share with you behind this is that one step you should think about is either starting to pitch on Help a Reporter Out, repurpose the content, and by the way, if you don't know what to do at all, one of the easiest things to do is just get yourself to be a guest on a podcast. There are so many podcasts today, and I won't have time to go into all the podcasting I do today. But I will say to you, getting on a guest podcast will also help you in that organic rank because over time, that media is going to help you draw the right client in because they're going to see your success visually on the internet and it's going to attract more assets to your practice. So Duncan, I'll, I'll turn it over to you before we get to the next one. Yeah, thank you. And uh, what I wanted to uh, just add to what you were uh, explaining there is that these are learned skills. I mean, it's not like you're born with the social networking gene. I mean, it's not innate. These are skills that you can develop incrementally over time. However, there are some advisors who will say, look, I'm just going to stay in my lane and, and do my thing. Well, then empower somebody on your team, your CSA or any other person on your bench to stir the pot using this process. Now you talk about effectively evolving your business where you're adding in a media company. I mean, I want everybody to understand that what that mindset does is helps you develop predisposition where people are finding you and vetting you in advance of talking to you to help determine if there's an alignment and a fit. A friend of mine, Randy Schwantz, wrote a book called The Wedge, where he basically says, before you get hired, somebody has to get fired. Which means a prospective client has to come to their own conclusions that their current provider is inferior. You would be a dramatic upgrade. But those unmet needs that they have, they have to become self-evident. Now, how predisposed would a prospective client be when they finally reach out to you where they've already gotten to know you in advance of meeting you? I want you to be aware of something called the relationship cycle because what Ted and HyperChat is outlining here activates this. So just in your mind's eye, 
think of a face of a clock. Okay, so a prospective client, the first thing they need to do is be aware of you. There needs to be awareness that you exist. So place that person at one o'clock on the clock. Okay, so they become aware of you. Then they start to kick the tires. And they start to realize, hey, this is somebody who I like and I feel they are superior to my current provider, which means they develop interest. Okay, put that at about four o'clock. As they develop interest, it builds to creating that trust that Ted was talking about. Put that at seven o'clock. And then something magical happens between intent and consent. They take action. They reach out to you. And then they come on board. They disassociate from their current provider. They are so self-motivated. They're so validated. And if they were introduced to you the way Ted just showed you, it accelerates the entire process and fast tracks that new client to advocate status. And when you onboard a new client, you're at such a high level of referability because their exposure, their familiarity with your value and your process is so clear, they want to share it. And that advocacy creates new awareness. Put advocacy at 11 o'clock and then they start making introductions and creating more awareness for more people. That is the relationship cycle. Your existing clients can have immense influence over the people they know. Any and all strategic partners that you interact with, that you engage into your process to elevate the client experience, they all have clients. It's not like all of those clients are delighted with their financial provider. There are a lot of people who are just waiting for someone to just say something that tips them over. You've got this vein of gold of untapped opportunity in terms of prospective clients. Crack this code, deploy this process. So Ted, I'll hand it back to you. Okay, <clears throat> the last tip I'm gonna show you is a really tactical tip to generate leads. And if you do this, I think that you'll be able to walk away today and, and immediately, uh, immediately generate leads. So one of the things I learned in here is that you can use a lot of browsers when you search the internet. But the one that you must use in order to be able to use the technique I'm going to show you is Google Chrome, which I'm sure a lot of you are using today. I recognize some of you maybe using Firefox or Safari or whatever might be the case. So when you go to Google Chrome, Chrome has something called the Chrome Web Store, which I'm showing you on the screen now. And when you get into the Chrome Web Store, what I learned is that there are these developers that basically create all these extensions so they can talk to programs that run on the internet. Some of those extensions are for programs like Twitter, like Instagram, like Facebook, and like LinkedIn. The one in particular I'm going to show you today is called D-U-X-S-O-U-P. This is called Ducks Soup, D-U-X-S-O-U-P. You see it on the middle of the screen now at the top, and you will simply install 
this extension and once you install this extension it's going to it's going to end up at the very top of your toolbar so I'm gonna highlight this for you that once you install it you're gonna see something I think it's supposed to be a duck head but I'm not sure exactly if that's what it is but it's going to install there now what this software does is it will do one of two things but I'm gonna show you the second one which I think is far more powerful if you're interested in generating leads today Number one, if you're purely interested in just getting more connections, this will help you go from zero or 500 to 5,000 within 90 days if you do exactly what I'm telling you to do. If you're interested in generating leads, it can start to generate you, I don't know, I would say anywhere between 10 and 20 leads a month if you actually do this the right way. And for some of you, if you get really good at writing copy, it could generate you 30 to 50 leads a month if you do it right. So once you install this, the first thing is when you open up the software, it's going to have a box that comes up that looks like this, okay? And when the box comes up and looks like, looks like this, you're going to click the button called Options. Now, when you click Options, what DuckSoup allows you to do is it allows you to send a personalized message to all your first degree connections. We're not gonna go through that today. But boy, wouldn't this be a great way, now that you have all those connections, what have you done with them? Most people on LinkedIn don't do anything with the connections that they actually get, or they don't know what to do. But instead, what happens if we could write a note to all the second and third degree connections, people we do not know as a first degree connection, and we could provide them something of value? Remember, people will generally take action or do something when you provide value. And we know, we've all been trained in this, you have to create value until you can actually ask for business. So that's the problem with LinkedIn is so many people just ask for business without creating value. So you get to write a note on here depending upon the target market you're gonna go after. This note you can see in here, it says, do you wanna know how to save up to $100,000 in taxes here in 2019? I've put together four great tax management savings ideas you could potentially do before the end of 2019. Just text taxes to 89800 and get the goods. Would you welcome, would welcome meeting you sometime down the road. Now, if you were prospecting a company for in-service distributions and it was Nike or Kimberly-Clark or Coca-Cola, you'd have a particular message. If you prospect retirees, you'd have a particular message. If you prospected business owners, you would have a particular message. The beauty about LinkedIn is that you can actually sort and search a whole number of ways to be able to get leads. And I'm just going to show you an example of this, although you do not have to have Sales Navigator to do this. I just want to just show you in here. So one of the things I could go in is I could say, well, I just want to know everybody who's retired. And if I type the word retired and I hit search, there's 5.2 million people that are retired on here. Now I can search and sort these by geography. I can figure out how long they've been retired. I could do a search that way. Again, I could search for people that have worked at Microsoft for 20 years. I could search for people who are business owners and have at least 10 employees, but I can make my search whatever way I want. Once I have that search, what's gonna happen is I can go to DuckSoup and basically then I click Visit Profiles. Now that I've done that search, what's going to happen is that when I click Visit Profiles, then LinkedIn is going to get an automatic message to each one of those leads. This, this message right here is gonna to go to each retiree 
or each person at Kimberly Clark or Coca-Cola or each small business owner, and it's going to serve up to 500 of those a day, 500 a day. And the software is smart enough that it runs the algorithm at a cadence that won't make LinkedIn think it's a machine. It'll make it think it's a human being. All you have to do is A, have your browser open, and B, just hit the button that basically says visit profiles. And once I do that and I click visit and connect right here, it's going to connect with those profiles. It's going to serve up this message and then people can do what they want to do. The interesting thing is, is that even if they don't want to become a lead, most of those people, once you view their profile, they're going to view yours and that will allow you to exponentially increase your connections. And then after that, you can send various direct messages to them by using just the first degree connections. But I become very skilled at writing copy like this to second and third degree connections to get them to take action. And honestly, if your practice is all 100% advisory, great. There's a strategy to do this. If you sell index annuities, there's a strategy. If you, if you only work with business owners, there's a strategy. And this is the way that we've executed it by using duck soup. And I've done it all kinds of ways, guys. In-service distributions, retirees, you name it. So, Duncan, I just want to uh, put it back to you on here just so you can we can talk about this one and then I'll I'll give the last slide. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, just what I love about your approach is that you don't talk about what LinkedIn is. You talk about what it does and what it can do for someone's business. You demystify even at a high level. So for those who are listening in, if we never met again, there are four to six actionable items here that you could translate into results on your own. Now, if you don't want to reinvent the wheel or you want to empower someone on your team, like your CSA or whomever runs your digital machine, then you've got to talk to HyperChat. Okay, so we're not asking you to change in terms of your core competency as a financial professional. We just want technology to serve you. Okay, the perfect balance, and this is what separates the best from the rest going forward, is they have a perfect balance between AI and EI. Okay, you're managing money, you're managing a business, you're managing people. I know you've got emotional intelligence. I know you understand and you care about what your clients care about. But use the digital to consistently attract really attractive clients. So uh, with that, Ted, why don't you tell everybody how they can connect to learn more about your process? Yeah. So what we did is if, if you have a phone right now and you simply text the word social, S-O-C-I-A-L, to 89800. So 89800 would go in the two box. You'd put the word social in the body. We're going to do a, a little social media audit of your business. And you'll talk with our team about how we may be able to help you brand your company more, generate more leads and get yourself to get really good at this social selling in a very meaningful way. Because the reality is you can leave webinars like these, and I've been on plenty of them in my lifetime, and one, just do nothing. Two is you could do it yourself, and if you do, I would just take one of these techniques, 
figure out how much time you're going to invest or what people in your organization are going to do this and invest 30 minutes a day or like Duncan said, an hour a day where you're going to start actually getting good at one of these techniques or outsource it to the pros. It's taken me 10 years to get to the point to really build this thing to be an absolute machine. And we've found a very cost-effective way to help advisors take their practice to a next level by bringing in more assets using these social media techniques and you can outsource it to us. And we can talk to you about how to do that. So if you just text social to 89800, uh, one of our team members will follow up with you in a very quick and efficient manner and we'll figure out uh, how we can help you. Well, and if I can just um, add, I, Ted, I know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, my inbox is going to blow up advisors asking me, let's go deeper. I want more. And what I'm looking forward to is actual case studies and peer sharing where we demonstrate the proof of concept in terms of how effective this can be. And again, what's fascinating about your advisory firm, Oxygen, is it's not just the fact that you have cracked the code from an organic client acquisition perspective. You're consistently attracting great clients to Oxygen. But now you're also attracting advisors who want to draft in behind your process. Because like you said, they can outsource their business development initiatives to you to liberate them to just go out and talk to clients and do what right. they really Thanks, like doing. So I encourage all of you, get to know Ted, get to know HyperChat, get to know Oxygen and understand how this fits in and can move the needle in your business. So Ted, thanks for this. And I look forward to our deeper dive uh, coming up soon, but I really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to this actionable podcast. We also post from the field videos weekly on Duncan's LinkedIn and Pareto Systems YouTube channel. And we post everything we do on our homepage at paretosystems.com. Make it a great day.